The Wausau River Wolves, Culver's, and the Salvation Army of Wausau have partnered together for a special night on February 14th. All fans are encouraged to bring a new or gently used teddy bear to the game, and when the River Wolves score their first goal of the game, fans then throw their teddy bears onto the ice to benefit kids in north-central Wisconsin. Don't miss this unique promotion. Get your tickets online at riverwolveshockey.com. fans and welcome inside the den for episode 11 as we celebrate a river wolves victory and an overall uh, fantastic weekend of hockey for the wausau river wolves as uh, they were able to get a six to four win over the milwaukee power on saturday night battled to a four to four tie on friday night would ultimately uh, go to overtime and unfortunately lose that one about 35 seconds into overtime and uh, I can uh, air my grievances with you with the uh, three-on-three overtime in uh, just a little bit here on the podcast. Meant to ask head coach Colin Bailey what his opinions on the uh, three-on-three overtime are. Maybe I'll get to that next podcast uh, as he will probably be on a few more episodes here as we uh, come down the home stretch of the season. But regardless, it was a, a great weekend of hockey and a, a fun weekend as a fan at, at the Marathon County Ice Arena as well as uh, we started with $2 Beer Night presented by Budweiser. All fans in attendance got to uh, enjoy some uh, $2 beers and watch a fantastic hockey game. That, of course, uh, was the game that went into overtime. So the Riverwolves did lose in overtime, but hopefully the sting was a little bit lessened. Uh, by the fact you got to enjoy $2 drinks for most of the night. Of course, the next night was the Triggs Saving Pack night. So uh, if you were any of the fans who came out in attendance, thank you for uh, joining us on those uh, two fine evenings. And we are happy the Riverwolves were uh, able to play some fantastic hockey for you. If you did not make it to the Marathon County Ice Arena this past weekend, or maybe you haven't even seen the Riverwolves live in action all season long, you better uh, get to it because there's only a handful of home games left. Uh, still plenty of promotional uh, things going on for the Riverwolves, and you can hear about our upcoming home games and our upcoming promo nights when I sit down with Zach Surway coming up uh, in just a few minutes here. But I guess I should uh, get to the games I've been telling you were so awesome. The first one, as mentioned on Friday night, 4-4 uh, four to four tie, the Riverwolves outshooting the Milwaukee Power by a total of 40 shots to 36 shots. Tyler Klatt in net for the River Wolves. He made 31 saves on 36 shot attempts. And uh, Joey Grillich made 36 saves on 40 shot attempts for the Milwaukee Power, including one incredible glove save on a Mitch Adulski. The River Wolves were actually on a five-on-three penalty kill. And Mitch made a fantastic play, broke up a pass, and uh, took it almost the length of the ice all alone on the breakaway. He looked to snipe top glove, and uh, Grilich just absolutely denied him. Uh, gotta give it to Grilich there. Got to uh, you. Got to give the goalie his credit when it's due. But a uh, fantastic first effort on the penalty kill by Mitch Adulski even allowed for that five-on-three scoring opportunity. So props to Mitch as well. 
Alas, uh, we would go to overtime, and at the 35-second mark in overtime, the ex-Riverwolf Vince Pallade uh, would put in a goal assisted by Wesley Knutson to uh, end that game. Scoring for the Riverwolves in Friday night's contest was uh, Tanner Escrow, assisted by Robert Carlson and Casey Couture, Mitch Adolski, assisted by Blake Neudecker and Sam Baker, and then Robert Carlson got a goal of his own, assisted by Casey Couture and Hayden Miller. All three of those goals coming in the second period. Milwaukee scored the first two goals in the third period, and uh, Wausau would come back and score the game-tying goal to make it 4-4 to at the 7-19 mark, that one coming off the stick of Sam Baker, assist by Casey Couture. So Couture had himself a, a three-point night, three assists on the night, so a playmaker for Casey Couture, who uh, was somehow named the third star of this game. Uh, nothing against uh, Mitch Adolski or Sam Baker, who were named the number one and two stars. But Casey Couture with the playmaker on Friday night and uh, was the number one star of the game, at least on the score sheet. Sam Baker did have a goal and an assist as well. So we head into Saturday night with the Riverwolves chomping at the bit to uh, get back at the Milwaukee Power. They came out fast and furious. You could tell vengeance was on the mind. Riverwolves not going to let this one get away from them as they would score just 52 seconds into the game. Raleigh Carlson, unassisted, he kind of took the puck into the zone up the far side boards and put a shot on net from uh, inside the far side faceoff circle. It was uh, pretty close to the boards, uh, maybe a few feet inside the hash marks, but he got it to go. He uh, snuck it past the Milwaukee goaltender, who was uh, Zach Pyle tonight. Zach Pyle making 36 saves on 42 shot attempts and allowing that uh, early goal just 52 seconds in. Uh, Milwaukee would tie it up about 10 minutes later, but Dane Remringer put in an absolute missile with the assist from Ian Raditz and Alex Kelsall at the 14:49 mark of the first period, giving the Riverwolves a 2-1 advantage heading into the second period. Again, Milwaukee would be the first uh, on the board here in this second period, scoring two goals before being answered by another beauty of a goal, Mitch Adolski. I believe that goal can be seen over on the Riverwolves Instagram page by searching Wausau R. Wolves. Uh, but Mitch's goal was assisted by Blake Neudecker, and we rode a 3-3 to tie into the third period. And uh, you could tell the Riverwolves, again, you could tell vengeance was on their mind. They didn't want this one to get away from home. They were hungry for a win, hungry as the wolf, as the old adage goes. And uh, the Riverwolves showed it by scoring three goals in the third period and not allowing Milwaukee to get on the board until the 1911 mark of the third period. But by that time, the Riverwolves were safely up by a score of 6-4 to four and would wrap up the victory on Saturday night. Scoring in the third period for the Riverwolves was Sam Baker, assisted by Blake Neudecker and Jake Minch, that one coming on the power play. And then uh, just about a minute later, Jake Minch would score a goal of his own, this time assisted by Casey Couture and Sam Baker. So an active uh, couple of minutes there for those particular players, scoring two power play goals. Those two power play opportunities coming on the back 
of a 20-minute game misconduct slashing penalty awarded to uh, Milwaukee defenseman Josh Tyra. That one coming just two minutes and seven seconds into the third period. So on the back of that five-minute major advantage, the River Wolves would score two goals back-to-back. Again, those coming from Sam Baker and Jake Minch. And then Hayden Miller would put one in on the power play as well, assisted by K.Y. Luda and Connor Johnson. So I guess uh, remembering the game back, I thought there was only two power play goals in a row. I guess uh, my memory did not serve me correctly as I look through the score sheet here. All three of the River Wolves goals in in the third period coming off of a power play. And uh, that again, that five minute power play opportunity coming from the uh, slashing penalty from Josh Tyra. Garrett Alton would get a uh, five minute major penalty and a 20 minute game misconduct for being the instigator of a fight between him and Alex Kelsall. Alex Kelsall uh, would also get ejected, but I don't think he got a game misconduct as he uh, was not accused as being the instigator. So Kelsall gets a five minute major, gets ejected from the game that happening at the nine minute and six second mark. But again, at that point, the Riverwolves were already up three goals and Kelsall just uh, injected energy. It looked like he uh, went over and gave every one of his teammates a shot of, of epinephrine as they were all uh, hooting and hollering and jumping around on the Riverwolves bench. It was quite a sight to see, and I loved to see that much excitement and that much happiness inside the uh, Marathon County Ice Arena as the Riverwolves finish out the game tough and uh, earn themselves a 6-4 victory. Joseph LaForge was the goaltender in net, and he made 36 saves on 40 shot attempts. Three stars on the night were, again, Sam Baker with one goal and one assist, Mitch Adolski with one goal and no assists, and then uh, Joseph LaForge earning himself a first star performance with 36 saves on 40 shot attempts. So it was an exciting and uh, fantastic weekend of hockey at the Marathon County Ice Arena. River Wolves get set to take on their uh, rival, or at least uh, who the players have considered their rival throughout the uh, course of the season. Talking to Coach Bailey later on in this podcast, you'll hear that he says uh, he thinks maybe his rival or his personal rival is Milwaukee just because they've been uh, more competitive with them. They've seen them a bunch of times this year, but they've also seen the Rochester Grizzlies a bunch of times. And if you listened to the podcast last week, uh, Dane and Devin both said that they really wanted to beat Rochester. I asked um, Ian Raditz about it this week. And the consensus is, yes, uh, they would like nothing more than to beat Rochester. And they're going to have one final time to do that on their home ice this Friday, February 7th. It's the only Riverwolves game all weekend. And then the Riverwolves will be back on home ice again the week after that on Valentine's Day as they take on Milwaukee here again. So uh, Riverwolves get a chance uh, to play Milwaukee three out of four. They split the seasons or they split the weekend series this past weekend and uh, look for another win coming up in about two weeks. Riverwolves then go on the road to Cooley Region. Cooley Region comes back to Wausau, and then uh, Rochester comes to Wausau again, actually. So uh, Riverwolves going to have two more opportunities to beat the Rochester Grizzlies on their home ice, and then the uh, Riverwolves will take to the road to finish out the season at Milwaukee and at Wilmar Warhawks. So that's just a little uh, 
rest of the season preview for you. Of course, uh, we're still going to be here every week with uh, new episodes until the season comes to a full conclusion. Still plenty of great Riverwolves hockey coming up throughout the course of this season, so make sure you follow the Riverwolves online uh, on any of your favorite social medias by searching Wausau R. Wolves. You can see my uh, video interviews with Coach Bailey along with much, much more over at Senholes on Sports YouTube, and you can follow me on Twitter at Senholes on Sport. Thanks for being with us here inside the den. We talk to uh, Zach Surway coming up next, followed by Coach Bailey, and then we wrap up with a one-on-one conversation with forward number eight, Ian Raditz, in the Players Only segment. We'll be right back right after this. The Wausau River Wolves, Culver's, and the Salvation Army of Wausau have partnered together for a special night on February 14th. All fans are encouraged to bring a new or gently used teddy bear to the game, and when the River Wolves score their first goal of the game, fans then throw their teddy bears onto the ice to benefit kids in north-central Wisconsin. Don't miss this unique promotion. Get your tickets online at riverwolveshockey.com. And welcome back inside the den. We have Director of Business Operations for the River Wolves, Zach Surway, with us. And uh, Zach, the River Wolves play at home this Friday night against Rochester, but the uh, promotional events for the month of February start next week on Friday, February 14th with that teddy bear toss. Uh, Could you give us some more details about the teddy bear toss and then about the upcoming promotions through the month of February as well? Yeah, so uh, we have a game this Friday night against Rochester at 7.30. Um, You can get your tickets online at riverwolveshockey.com. And then next uh, Friday night, the 14th, is our annual teddy bear toss game presented by Culver's. It'll be benefiting uh, kids uh, through the Salvation Army uh, in Marathon County where we'll be giving out those teddy bears as they're chucked under the ice when the River Wolves score the first goal. Uh, we'll be donating those to kids in need. So it's a really cool promotion. We look forward to having one out for that. And uh, it's Valentine's Day as well. So you can bring your uh, special someone and uh, enjoy River Wolves hockey. Yeah, so if you plan on buying your uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, a uh, nice little cute teddy bear that evening, go ahead and buy two. Bring one with you to the uh, Marathon County Ice Arena and throw it on the ice as soon as the River Wolves score their first goal. But if you uh, do not have a teddy bear of your own to bring, one can be purchased here for a small fee. So uh, everyone's going to have a chance to toss a teddy bear. So that's what's happening on February 14th. And then uh, again, starting on the 28th, and it is a leap year, so we get the 29th in February as well this year. Zach, what's going on over those two days? Yeah, so on the 28th, it's our final $2 beer night of the season. And we'll also, um, on that night, we're giving away uh, some pretty sweet uh, River Wolves koozies to the first 250 fans presented by Budweiser as well. So you can make sure that you come early for the $2 beer night. That starts from when the doors open at 645 all the way through 10 minutes remaining in the game. And then on the 29th, uh, we're really looking forward to that one. It's our Final home game of the year, and it's also fan appreciation night, so we'll have giveaways all night long. Um, last year we had over $2,000 worth of different prizes uh, from different businesses here in the area. It's some pretty um, nice ones at that. So pretty much uh, we determined from last year it was about a quarter of the people that 
attended that game, ended up going home with uh, some type of giveaway item. So you got a good chance at winning that night. That is a pretty good percentage. And, of course, we love giveaways here at the uh, Wausau River Wubs and this the night of all nights as far as giveaways go. So, again, you're not going to want to miss that on Saturday, February 29th, as the River Wubs, uh, I believe, play their last home game that evening. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So that'll be the last home game in the following weekend. We finish up on, on the road. So only... Four more chances to see the boys in action at home this season. All right, so there you have it. We've got the Teddy Bear Toss, $2 Beer Night, and Fan Appreciation Night all coming up in the month of February. So, Zach, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Don't miss a minute of River Wolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live online at HockeyTV.com. And welcome back inside the den. We once again have head coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Colin Bailey. And uh, this time we have Colin Bailey off of a win. Coach, congratulations. How does it feel to get that 6-4 to four victory uh, over Milwaukee? Yeah, no, it, uh, it felt good. You know, a long time coming, unfortunately, but it was nice to get that monkey off the back. And, you know, the boys have, you know, the boys have earned it. You know, that's for sure. They come in day in, day out, and they still put in the work, you know, regardless of what the results have been. Um, and it was, you know, it was really nice to see them finally get rewarded for all their effort. And you could see that kind of uh, uh, come to a head there on Saturday's game uh, because they went out there and they just took control of that game from the start. Um, they scored early. They scored often. They ended up, uh, we were up 6-3, to three, ended up giving one up with just about a minute left um, to give us the final score of 6-4. to four. But, I mean, you guys were the better team on the ice all night long. You outshot Milwaukee. You outworked Milwaukee. Obviously, you outscored them. And uh, I I think a lot of that probably stemmed from the fact that you guys played to a 4-4 tie the previous yep. night, uh, lost just 35 seconds into overtime. So uh, what was the feeling like in the locker room after that overtime loss? Obviously, you guys had to have been encouraged because yeah. uh, was that your first overtime game of the no, whole season? No, we had one against uh, Wilmer at the beginning of the season, but – um, you know, it was kind of an interesting, interesting feel in the locker room because, you know, I, I think we all felt that we, 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 you know, overplayed them and outplayed them the entire game. And it was just a, a matter of them capitalizing on their on their chances and us not. Um, and, you know, that's obviously that's a tough, tough, uh, tough thing to deal with, you know, no matter what way you cut it. But end of the day, we're able to get a point out of it. And like you said, I mean, I think it was encouraging for the guys and, you know, so, a little bit discouraging because you know we've worked so hard and we're doing all the right things and you know at that point we still you know we didn't get it done but um you know we reset and came back the next day you know even hungrier than we were the you know on friday which was nice and um, we were able to pull through exactly motivates you uh, even more so to come out and dominate that game on saturday uh, another thing we should mention about the game on friday is uh the milwaukee powers goaltender grillich Pretty, yeah. pretty much kept them in that game for yeah. a large part. He made a lot of impressive saves, yeah. including two straight-up breakaway saves. Yeah. And then you guys had two breakaways that were, like, at least from behind behind the red line. Yeah. Um, a big big one made on, what's it, either Idolsky, Mitch or Raleigh. Yeah, 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 it was Adolski. Five-on-three uh, penalty kill. You know, was, you know, Grylick's a great goalie. You know, we knew that coming in. And he, he has the ability to make some game, game-saving game saves, which he, you know, unfortunately did against us on Friday. But, um, you know, it kind of came down to him making those saves. 
Yeah, so uh, all the credit in in the world goes to him. Uh, he pretty much, I don't want to say single-handedly, but he was uh, very much the reason, reason that you guys uh, weren't able to get both victories here uh, on, on Friday. But speaking of that five-on-three, uh, the Wausau River Wolves penalty kill has looked pretty yeah. phenomenal, haven't? Won't you say, Coach? Yeah, no, it's been it's been fantastic. I mean, don't quote me on this, but I want to say we've only given up one shorthanded goal in about last nine or ten games. But um, you know, it's just something that's clicked. You know, they we have you know two solid units together, and you know I've just kind of been rolling with it. You know, if it's not broken, don't fix it, kind of deal. But um, you know, just throwing out the smart players that work together and are able to communicate and. It's been clicking on all cylinders, so you know as long as it's rolling and we're doing doing the right things, you know there's no reason to be changing that up. But it's uh, it's definitely been encouraging. You know it's great to get that. You know that's such an important thing to really get going. You know has the ability to change the momentum of a game. You know like no other, and I think that's been what's really been helping us. You know it's been kind of giving us that encouragement. You know just we get a penalty, you know go kill it off two minutes, get right back to work kind of mentality, and that's been fantastic for the boys. And beyond just like killing them off perfectly, you guys are generating scoring yeah. chances too, which yeah. uh, is obviously above and beyond what you want to do on Absolutely. the penalty kill. Um, but you guys executed a perfectly, uh, perfectly played five on three, and then earlier on that game as well, there was a uh, just a regular five on four. But Milwaukee literally did not have the puck in the offensive zone right. for a single second. You guys sent it down the ice <laughs> like seven, eight times, just yeah. perfectly killed off those two minutes. Um, when you do get uh, assessed a penalty in the game, um, especially in a five-on-three situation. Is there a group of guys you typically look to to put out there first? Like, do you have a number one penalty killing unit, or is there? Do you ever go with the hot hand? Is yeah. there is there a penalty killing specialist on your team? Well, I've been kind of rolling with the two pairs. You know, I, I have a uh, Raleigh Carlson and Mitch Igalski paired up, and then Sam Baker and Casey Couture. Um, and, you know, and that's tough. You know, just rolling with those four. But you know, like I said, I mean tough for those guys that don't really necessarily get to see the killing time, but you know, it's, they've been killing, you know, they've, they've literally been killing it, you know? So, I mean, um, if, you know, like I said already, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But I mean, those two have really kind of, you know, those four have all, you know, managed to really click well. And, um, you know, if one's in the box and, you know, I, I'm thankful enough that I have enough, you know, players who are, you know, just as talented, if not more talented and are able to fill those spots as well. Is there any sort of difference in preparation as a coach or the way that you approach the next week uh, after after a great weekend of hockey, say, versus after a weekend where maybe you go and you lose both games, you come out and you play really well, you win a game. Is there any sort of change in that next week going forward regarding what you do in practice or how you go about things, or is it pretty much just uh, keep on chugging along? Yeah, y- yes and no. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they need to be rewarded for what they do, and, you know, even having those, those Wednesday fun days. Um, but uh, other than that, honestly, not changing up too much. I mean, you know, we've been playing really good hockey the last, you know, few weeks and um as long as that's going to continue happening i don't see any reason to do anything differently you know um but just don't you know like i said don't fix it if it's not broken necessarily but um you know they've been they've been starting to click which is nice speaking of those wednesday fun days um it is important to uh, have some fun on the ice Uh obviously and you don't want to just be uh work 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 all the time got to give these guys a little bit of break and reward and uh, it's resonating with a lot of these players. They're attributing those Wednesday fun days and the things that they do on the ice together and off the ice uh, as a reason why they're playing better hockey, scoring more goals mm-hmm. lately, uh, just becoming, you know, tightening up that brotherhood. Um, obviously, it's important to you as a coach uh, uh, to, uh, you know, have that camaraderie between yeah. these guys. 
But uh, beyond just maybe some mini games on Wednesday, how do you promote that uh, as a coach? Uh, these guys hanging out, getting to know each other a little bit better. Like, what is your role in that? Yeah, so so Wednesdays we'll uh, we have a three on three tournament, and you know teams are different every time. We have different captains, you know, draft out teams. Um, I even hop in there, you know. I, I'm not. I'm gonna have fun too, you know. Um, but yeah, we we do that, and then after afterwards, we usually go to one of the guys' houses and and we sled, which is actually a you know actually a workout, you know, with with some fun oh, yeah. as well. You know, you're climbing up a big hill in in knee deep snow, but at the same time, you're having a, having a lot of fun. And then uh, later that night, I have all the boys over at my house and we watch movies. So every every Wednesday, we've had a weekly movie night, and it's just it's really worked well and. Um, you know, it's really nice to get every guy there and, you know, kind of just enjoy each other's company. I hope you're not responsible for feeding all these no, guys no at chance. your house on Wednesdays, no huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, is, so is it typically a sports movie? You guys agree on a movie, uh, a comedy, or yeah, whatever we, you're feeling? We've had one, one bad pick, but, you know, so far, you know, <laughs> I've kind of made some executive decisions because if, if, if that doesn't happen, we spend about 35 minutes just picking a movie. Um, but so far, I mean, it's been kind of action action movies, you know, but we're not really, you know, Kind of keep it keep it different here and there, but you know it's like I've been saying. You know, if I don't make that make that executive decision, sometimes yeah. it'll be going on forever. But um, you know, as long as it's a good movie, I don't think the guys really complain. But uh, you know, it's we've been able, fortunately, to find for the most part movies that everybody enjoys, which is pretty tough to do, honestly. Yeah, well, at least if a good majority enjoys yeah. it, that's that's yeah, a, that's, that's a win. Matters, yeah. But um, probably only a, a handful more of those Wednesdays coming up yep, as we approach the rest yeah. of the, or the end of the season. So uh, really got to uh, cherish that time and yep. uh, use the rest of uh, that time together in the most effective way possible. Obviously, a lot of these guys are going to be aging out. The futures of some other ones may be up in the, up in the air and some other ones fully committed to coming back sure. here. Um, so, again, we'll talk about this a little bit in more so in the future. We did kind of touch on recruiting uh, a couple episodes back, but uh, as we approach the end of the season, I know you were talking about the GNC High School Tournament yep. coming up. Obviously, state playoffs are coming up, but uh, how much busier are you right now as far as recruiting than yeah. you were, say, the middle of the season? Yeah, no, it's definitely starting to ramp up. You know, it's uh, it's tough at the beginning of the season, you know, when, when you're talking with kids. I mean, because their focus is on, on the season, you know, currently going on, and they're not, you know, too focused on what's going on next year, but... You know, right now is a time, you know, as their season's kind of winding down where they start putting that thought and, you know, do I want to continue to play hockey or do I want to go to college? And, you know, this is like the perfect time to be catching those kids and really plant that seed in their head and kind of hopefully, you know, convince them that, hey, this is, you know, we're, we're going in the right direction with this program. You know, it's, it's this is a good place to be and um, hopefully we can continue to do that. And you're going to get a couple players back uh, as well for the last few games yep. in the form of uh, Raditz and Pascula. Oh, yeah. Yep. So uh, bench will get a little bit deeper here as yep. we finish up the season. And uh, I guess I should ask you about uh, your upcoming game this Friday against the Rochester Grizzlies. Yep. Seeing the Grizzlies again, you it's again. your last opportunity on home ice. I've asked you this before, but what's it going to take to come out and beat this Grizzlies team? Uh, and, you know, I think it's it's going to be a challenge obviously i mean they're they're a fantastic team like i've said before um but you know it's it's going to just take every single guy you know going in this in the same direction you know and it's going to take a lot of heart um you know and that's one thing i've said you know i've said this multiple times and that's one one great thing about this group of guys is they they have heart and you know no matter how much they get kicked down they keep going and you know that's that's i can't speak highly enough of that and so 
Um, I think that they definitely have the motivation because I mean that would that would be just a sweet feeling to be able to pull out a victory with that with that uh, against Rochester. Um, and you know I really think that every guy is really committed to giving their all and really doing everything that they can, especially with the last time that we played them. You know, you know, just to prove that you know that wasn't a fluke. You know, we really are improving. We really are, a, you know, okay hockey team. You know, and it's uh, it's something that I think everybody could really get behind. Yeah, and it would probably be the highlight of the oh, season. Yeah. Uh, no, no question there. All right, uh, I guess final question: Have you uh, only one game coming up over uh, the next two weekends? Yep. Have you decided who is going to start in net this weekend? No, no, both, I, we both, haven't gotten there yet. Nope, haven't. Okay. <laughs> I was just gonna say both LaForge and um, Clat had pr- had a pretty good game yeah. last weekend. Oh, I agree. So, but obviously still. Three more days of practice yep. left this week to yep. uh, make that determination. So make sure you uh, tune in on Friday night, either on Hockey TV or right here at the Marathon County Ice Arena. Find out who's going to be in net and watch the River Wolves uh, work towards victory against their now rivals. I mean, I, after asking a bunch of these guys, you, you got to call the, the yeah, Rochester Grizzlies rivals, it. right? Yeah, I'd probably consider Milwaukee more of a rivalry at this point. I mean, we split the season series so far, and we still got three more games against them, which is nice. Um, but you know, I, the fact that they see, you know, that the boys see Rochester as, as a rival is great, you know, as opposed to just, you know, having them come into the rink, be like, all right, here we go again, kind of deal. And, you know, the fact that they're able to get fired up for that, I mean, I can't ask anything more. And never a bad thing to have more than one team that you want to get up for. So, uh, all right. That is uh, head coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Colin Bailey coach. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Head to Milwaukee Burger Company in Wausau to score pregame during the 1920 season. Buy two entrees and receive a basket of cheese curds 50% off. You won't regret it. And welcome back inside the den. For today's players only segment uh, in this episode, we have a one-on-one conversation with uh, forward number eight, Ian Raditz. And Ian is a, a hometown boy from right here in Wausau, Wisconsin coming off of a uh, River Wolves victory. So that'll be my first question here, Ian. How how good did it feel to get that victory uh, against Milwaukee after uh, you guys played to a 4-4 tie and uh, lost it in overtime on Friday night, came back and avenged that loss on Saturday with a 6-4 win. So uh, first of all, thanks for being here. And uh, how'd that game feel? Uh, felt good to get that burden off our shoulders and felt good to get the win and Hopefully we can just thrive off that going into the next couple weekends. Well, you guys played great hockey um, all weekend long. Like I said, you battled to a 4-4 uh, tie on Friday. Uh, Tyler Klatt was in net for that one. He saw a good number of shots, uh, made made some good saves. Are you guys able to uh, bury the puck four times that night, six more times uh, on Saturday? What are you guys doing differently? What are you seeing differently that's uh, allowing you to get the puck in the back of the net? We're Wednesdays. We're having on Wednesdays. We do a, it's like a team day, so we we have we play games and we just like bond and stuff. And I feel like that's helping us find each other because we mix it up and then we get the we're playing with everybody on the team. It's not just with your line or with your D partner. I feel like that's helping us a lot. Sure, uh, I've got that answer a couple times here lately that you guys are just bonding uh, on the ice and off the ice obviously like that chemistry really important and the ability to play with uh, other people besides just your line mates obviously comes in, in, into play too 
So as mentioned, Ian, you are from Wausau. Uh, is this your second year with the team, correct? Uh, last year I was a senior in high school and I played preseason, postseason with the River Wolves. Okay, so you, but you were you were on the roster. I was on the roster. A uh, yes. bit of a bit of the same situation that we have with uh, like Jack Pascula this year and uh, your little brother yeah. as well, right? You have a brother who played on this team. Yep, uh, my little brother Blake. He's a junior this year and uh, looking forward to playing with him again. And is he planning on finishing out high school before making the transition to full-time in the NA3? Uh, yeah, I think so. So speaking of high school, where did you guys play? Obviously, you're from Wausau, but were you a West kid, uh, East kid? East. we from East kid. Actually, my best friend Jack Piscula, he, um, he transferred from West to East. Jack, I noticed just the other day, he's got his face up on the wall, him and yeah, uh, like yes. three other players. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's got to be kind of cool, come in here and play a game and uh, maybe... Does he ever rub that in your guys' faces that he's uh, got a big poster hanging over on the wall? No, not really. He's kind of a mellow guy, but he's he's really shy and he doesn't say much. Well, eventually when he's back, uh, we'll have him on the podcast as well. Back to high school hockey for a minute. Um, the River Wolves have only been here for three years. Um, so you were in high school, obviously, when uh, the organization started. But is there like a local feel? Is this a place that uh, doesn't seem like a lot of skaters want to be at? Yeah, I just love to play hockey, and it's just I'm just glad I can keep doing it. So speaking of that, how did you get uh, into playing hockey? Have you played your whole life? Uh, did your family get you started in it? Uh, are you out, Were you always from Wausau? Like, were you born and raised here? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your background. Well, my I'm from Merrill, Wisconsin. I was born in Merrill, but kindergarten, my family moved to Wausau. And, I don't know, somehow we got started in hockey. My I have relatives over in uh Anoka, Minnesota, they're like hockey, hockey, hockey. So then, start playing hockey, and then just kind of stuck with it, and it's really fun. The whole family loves it. So, and it's kind of ironic, I believe. Merrill and Wausau East are now a combined team, aren't yeah, they? That happened my freshman year. We were just East, and then we didn't have enough guys my sophomore year, so we co-opted, and now it's stuck. And right now on the East on the East Merrill team. There's, what, 15 East kids and, like, three Merrill kids. So now Merrill needs the help, and sure. Wausau doesn't. So. Sure. And just talking about hockey uh, as a whole, like, throughout the state, the state uh, the state of hockey in the state of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. kind of sad that uh, what was once not necessarily a powerhouse, but, I mean, both East and Merrill had a ton of kids. I mean, they could field teams uh, all the way might through high school and yeah. now like like you said only three skaters in the whole city of Merrill that's just kind of kind of kind of a sad thing to uh, think about uh, again talking to uh, Ian Raditz here the hometown kid from uh, Wausau Wisconsin so let's talk about the River Wolves season here a little bit um, I've heard from uh, your some of your teammates that over the course of the year Rochester has become your number one rival, the number one team you guys want to beat, the number one team you're probably sick of. Um, do you have the same types of feelings? Uh, who, I guess, would you say is your personal, uh, or maybe not personal, but in your eyes, who is the team that uh, this team has a rivalry with the most? Um, definitely Rochester is one of them, but another team that I always like playing was St. Louis. I like playing St. Louis because I feel like that we bring our game, we can't compete with them, and I feel like that they're a good rival for us. But because we play Rochester so often, I definitely feel like Rochester is a good rival. 
Yeah, so often, and I made this comment last week too, it seems like you guys play Rochester literally every other week. Yeah, Just right. got done playing them. You're going to play them again here on Friday night. Yep. And then I believe uh, you'll have one more chance to play them over in Rochester as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know both Dane and Devin Holtberg last week uh, said that all they want is one of a victory in one of these two uh, mm-hmm. upcoming games against Rochester. So you've been playing uh, center all season. Yep. I believe uh, is that uh, was that your natural position? You always play center. Yep. Um, well, in high school, I played played a little bit of both, a little bit of everything. Played some D because of our numbers and we were bad. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, like I like playing center. I feel like it's a good position for me because like kind of combines all all three of the separate positions. Because D zone, I'm helping the D down low, and then in the O zone, I'm just flying around like a winger. So I mean, I like it and. I like taking draws and stuff like that. And your stats kind of reflect that. A player who likes to be all over the ice, help out in different positions, and uh, you've got three goals, three assists on the season, so you split right down the middle, yeah. so that kind of shows your versatility right there. Yeah. Like, uh, play, well, been playing a lot of defense all year, so kind of, that's, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, defense, uh, your guys' penalty kill has been pretty much lights out lately. Yeah, and uh, I said it on the broadcast, I think, on Friday, and your penalty kill is not something that you necessarily want to have to have shine all the time, but when yeah. you do need it and it does shine, uh, I mean, there's almost uh, no bigger momentum, like, change or builder in hockey than if you get down, say, in a, I don't know, five-on-three situation like you guys did, and you just kill it off perfectly. Obviously, that's not the situation you want to be in, but when you uh, can execute... I mean that's got to be that's got to feel good on the bench, right? Do you guys talk at all? And uh, is there any sort of like um, maybe energy energy burst that comes through when you guys uh, perfectly execute a penalty kill or anything like that? Yeah, I'd say the biggest biggest boost energy during a penalty kill is when somebody blocks a shot and then puck goes out of the zone. That's always like the best feeling for a penalty kill, or when they get it, or when they yeah when they don't get any shots and mm-hmm. it's just a dead nuts on penalty kill. And all of you guys are more than willing to put your body on the line, get in front of the pucks. I mean, we've seen it all all season long. Um, just the other, the other night, I think uh, Adolski, Mitch Adolski almost took one right to the chin. Yeah. That, that looked pretty nasty. Uh, yeah. Balserac, I think, got one right in the side of the leg. And these are just a few random one-offs uh, that I remember. Yeah, but I think Jake Minch definitely blocks the most shots at anybody. Yep. He's got, he gets like 80 game. Mm-hmm. And Minch wears that full cage, too. Yeah, so. he does. Probably a <laughs> probably a wise move on his part, but yeah, you guys just shining on the penalty kill overall. Um, besides just that five on three, I think you had a couple different penalty kills against Milwaukee that they literally didn't have the puck in their offensive zone one time over the course of two minutes. Do you guys work on penalty kill uh, during the week during practice, or is that just something that you've unfortunately been in the box so many times early on in the season? The power or the penalty kill kind of just got good. We never work on penalty kill in practice. We just just power play and, and just throw out some killers. That's about it for penalty kill. Just kind of just something that we've just been good at sure. all season. And I think penalty kill comes down to a lot of like kind of two or three main things. One, smart hockey players on the ice mm-hmm. that keep their position, keep their head on a swivel. And two, just outworking the other team. I mean, when yep. you're a man short, you got to work harder. And I think if you're able to execute with those two, uh, those two things on penalty kill, you're going to end up uh, in a pretty good position most of the time. But uh, that is something that has jumped out at me lately, even though you guys have done a pretty great job of staying out of the box. Only mm-hmm. one penalty up until the third period uh, this last Saturday. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you uh, have too many penalty minutes on the no. season. Um, 
Let's see, Ian Raddatz, penalty minutes two. Yeah. So you got into the box one yeah. time. Do you remember? Do you yeah, remember what I that think penalty that was? was? Against Yellowstone, I think the kid was on a breakaway and I hooked him or something like that. I don't know. Back at the NA three showcase. Yeah. Back in December. Yep. All right, so uh, I think that's uh, pretty much all I've got for you here this morning uh thanks for being with me that's number eight ian raditz and uh is your brother going to come back at all at the end of the season or yeah, is the high school here. season you'll have five games with us at the end of the season five games all right so uh make sure you come on down to the marathon county ice arena only a few home games left so come on down and see the uh raditzes in action i'm sure you know a lot of people around the community, a lot of people out here. So uh, whether you have a personal connection to them or not, uh, come on down, watch them uh, play their last few games here. Watch the Riverwoods play their last few games of their third season. And uh, hopefully, uh, I guess, I'm guessing uh, you're planning on coming back next year. We expect yep, to see you I'm in going, a Riverwoods jersey. Yeah, I'm going to uh, NTC, the college here in Wasa, and playing for the Riverwolves next year. So definitely we'll be back. Perfect. All right, so that is, uh, once again, forward number eight, Ian Raditz. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Whether it's an employee outing, youth hockey group, school group, birthday celebration, or customer appreciation night, bring your group together and share in the excitement of River Wolves hockey. Take advantage of our group ticket packages today. Be the office hero and book your group outing with the River Wolves. For more information on group nights, visit riverwolveshockey.com.